Yoders are a construct of the government. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that Yoda's voice? I don't know. <laughs> a construct it is. <laughs> My meat tastes like apple juice. <laughs> That's why. <gasps> okay. Apple juice my meat tastes like. It was way Pokemon. better than whatever the fuck I was doing. <laughs> Yoda mine. Yoda, 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 Yoda mine. Yoda mine. Yoda mine monsters. Yoda mine is the champion. Pika Yoda chew. <laughs> you could really piss off Star Wars fans. Oh, I remember their theme song. Oh, they must mean like the orchestra. Go, go, Yoda, man, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, Star, Star, War Wars. Pew, the force pew, be pew, with pew, you. Pew. <laughs> Lightsaber, shoo, 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 shoo. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Film before a live studio audience. Wait, what? In a galaxy far, far away, but somehow in the future. She's the one. Skywalker! <laughs> so many fans are just pissed from all kinds of genres. How dare they? We've come from afar, bringing tales from before. Old dragons drink bourbon, but we Welcome back to Dragons Drink Bourbon. Dragons. I'm Ella. I'm Cletus. And Miyamo Miles. All right. So, yeah, grand reveal for the drink. Because I didn't tell you guys. Right. I was excited about it, but it was kind of a giveaway. Cigarettes in a bottle. That's not what it is. Viking Alchemist. Midri. Which Bliss. is Georgia. It's a Georgia brew. It's from Georgia. Distillery, winery, brewery. I don't know. Viking Alchemist is a Georgia brewery? Mm-hmm. It's a mead. I don't know if it's brewery. a meadery. Why'd you yeah. chill it? Because I looked it up and it didn't, it said, just do what you want to do. And I was like, mm-hmm. it didn't tell me what to do properly. So I chilled it. Just do the thing. And because I can... haven't had meat before, and no. things tend to be a little harsher when they're like room temperature. There's, it's supposed to be room temperature. Well, you weren't here when I bought the mead yesterday, so well uh, maybe if you would have told, <laughs> asked, "Hey, how are you supposed to drink mead?" Just curious. I didn't assume you would know. <laughs> I am an alcoholic. That's fair. Jeez, that's very fair. Uh, but basically, we do. We have a themed drink this week. It is the Viking Alchemist Meadery's Bliss Mead, which is made with pear and almond flavor. That flavor is not significant. I get overwhelmed by options, and there were a few, so I just grabbed a bottle that didn't say cherry because cherries are gross. <laughs> they help fight cancer, though. Well, Cherries help fight cancer. Um, Peaches don't, but they're delicious. You guys can... The back is entertaining, I guess, about the flavor. So one of you can read it. Take it away. Here he goes. Some things naturally go to get, go together. Cookies and milk. Peanut butter and jelly. Wine and cheese. Children and beatings. Mm-hmm. Mead and everything. You get the picture. 
Two things that complement each other so well, you can't think of one without the other. Pears and almonds? You wouldn't think so. But you would be wrong. One of our fearless alchemists brought this unlikely duo together. And it was magic. I could not read that word. Words are hard. Who knew pear almond would be so sublime? Try some and see if you can keep the look of blissful contentment off your face. We dare you. And then beat your children. No, it didn't say that. It didn't say anything about beating children. I made (laughs) both of those portions up. You're doing better at guessing words. That was pretty close. Yeah, to what well, I thought there back. was a D at the end of magic because mm. it had a, a exclamation point, and I didn't. Those, I can't read those tricky exclamation points. Yeah, I can't read, and I think I need glasses now. Started well, thinking that last all night, that squinting and trying to figure out what words are. Oh, I didn't realize I should be like that familiar pop. Oh, yeah, but I heard it. I heard it fine. Pop. I'm gonna do it again, just. There we go. That's better. Okay. I don't know how much to pour. <laughs> All of it. Is it like a wine glass? Take it to the head. You do like the little tasty taste, and then you throw caution to the wind That's and fine. fill up your glass. Don't stop. Get it, get it. Yay! Dragon sharing. Sharing is caring. All right. Sink it in. Cheers, dunk it. my good friend. That's friends. not our brand. Clink. Yeah. Clink it and slap it. That's our brand. Oh, that sounds. It smells never good. Mm. I've never had meat before, so this is good. I don't know that I have either. <laughs> it's very sweet. It's it very tastes meaty. like apple juice. It does. It tastes. It yeah. smells and tastes like apple juice with like a hint of other fruit. Like this is an artisanal organic <laughs> apple juice. <laughs> It's it's good though. I'm not complaining. It is good. It is also, actually very good. Verdict is yummy. Go out and buy one today. If if you sell it, I don't know if they ship out of state because I've it's from Georgia and I've only saw it in shops in Georgia because that's where I live. <laughs> and if you're listening, Viking Alchemist Meadery, sponsor us. Despite the child beatings <laughs> disclaimer because this drink hey i said i made those <laughs> this drink literally is bliss ah. so today's story comes from a book of collection this thing that was weird came from a collection of <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh, Viking fairy tales and like folklore. So it said Viking meat. I was like, Vikings. oh, that's themed. <laughs> Yay. Something new. Vikings. But y'all have heard of like a mastermind, right? I remember mastermind in uh, that movie. Mm-hmm. What was that movie? Mm-hmm. Some animated movie. That's Megamind. Megamind, yeah. That was Megamind. And the movie was Megamind. Wasn't Mastermind. So, no, I don't a... know Mastermind. Mastermind was a villain in the X-Men comic books slash TV show. No, not the TV show. I don't, comic think, books, I don't I think we're on track by the look she's given us. Were the X-Men not Vikings, I thought? I thought they yeah. were. Okay, well, you go ahead with your story. That you researched. (laughs) (laughs) I assumed that you guys would be like, yeah, I know what a mastermind is. 
master. I can't talk today. Words I know hard. what a mastermind is, and I would go, "Well, here's a story of a master made," and it was gonna work. And then you guys didn't give me anything to work with. What's some master made? Somebody that's good at cleaning. Yes. Well, made here is short for like maiden. So a master maid is kind of like the a Norwegian shield maiden. Well, the Norwegian way of saying like supergirl. She's like amazing. Master, master maid in Norway. Master maiden. Master of things. Skilled. Master that maid. girl's always master maiden, I tell you. Oh god. <laughs> so this is a Norwegian tale, and it can be found in the collection of the nineteenth century folklorist Peter Christian Aspersen and Jorgenmo. <sighs> Lord these names. In their collection, Norsk Folkeneventyr. That's what I would have said. And if that's wrong, I'm sorry. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> if that's wrong, I dare you to try to look it up. Because <laughs> I did. And it was hard. <laughs> no, I was just saying that because I don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, if you want to correct us, phone in right now and let us know. <laughs> okay. All right. No opposition. Let's go. <laughs> But it's been retold quite a few times in different, like, children's books and picture books. So it likely has much older roots as a story. Um, tales like this one have been traced back to ancient Greece, and they've been passed down through oral traditions for centuries mm-hmm. before ever being written down. So that's pretty much, like, par for the course. Is this the story about that lady that got blood-eagled in front of the Catholic Church no. that was burning? Have no. No. It is not that story. It's not that children's <laughs> nursery rhyme. <laughs> it wasn't that adaptation for picture books. <laughs> uh, many different cultures also have their own versions Aren't of this. Anyway. And I did see one guy quote that he thought the Norse had at least like 50 variations. So, so many. But listeners may also observe similarities between this story and the Greek myth of Jason and Medea. Um, And I did mention, like, it can be traced back to ancient Greece. So that makes sense. I came across this, and as I said, a collection of Viking folk and fairy tales. Um, This collection is kind of crummy, and it doesn't credit any any of, like, the original story sources or anything like that probably because they were all told by word of mouth so they're things that are like available in the public domain so they're not like copyrighted original tales and because of that these collections just tend to like pull them and not tell you where they even got them from until disney gets a hold of them and then they'll be copyrighted by disney because disney is all that's wrong with the world So I wasn't sure why this Norwegian tale was specifically in a collection of, like, Viking stories. I did do a little digging, and I learned that Viking was sometimes used as, like, a catch-all term for the people who came from Scandinavia, which is now Norway, Denmark, and Sweden, between the 8th and 11th centuries. Yeah, instead of being used as a, like, term for pirating. Yeah, so more often Norse or Norsemen. But they're kind of those we've seen used like interchangeably too. Um, I don't think that this collection actually aimed to date it so precisely, like between the eighth and eleventh centuries, because it be doesn't friends. even credit the source. But Viking mead, because I, to talk. <laughs> I can't justify why it's Viking. Yay! <laughs> 
the and then I also got some interesting like further differentiations just for us and our listeners. Um, Chat GPT via Quora made this differentiation for us. Mm. Norse refers to the ancient culture and language of the Northern Germanic people who lived in the area that is now Norway, Denmark, Sweden, and Iceland. It is often used to refer to the mythology and religion of these people. Nordic refers to the countries of Northern Europe, including those four countries I just listed, plus Finland. And Norwegian usually refers specifically to the people, culture, and language of Norway. So, like, those are the little differences, and they're often just used kind of interchangeably anyway. And, yeah, with all those facts and things aside... The Mastermaid. I always make a Nord in uh, Elder Scrolls games. Mm, that's different. Mm, they're the same thing. Oh, They're based off of, like, the real people. Sometimes the movie is based off a book, but they're not the same thing. No, they're not. Once upon a time, there was a king with many strapping young boys. I mean sons. That was my really awkward attempt to... S- Mix up the word sons. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) As the translation of this tale goes, we do not know exactly how many sons there were. But we do know that the youngest of them could not and would not sit quietly at home in the lap of royal luxury. No, no. He was determined to strike out into the big wide world and try his luck. And the king kind of just gave up trying to stop him. So this young prince wandered for several days, and at that point, he came across a giant's home. And I don't know if there was a job board nearby or, like, what was going on, but he applied for the opening of giant servants and got himself a job. I like that giants were just thrown in there, like, oh, by the way, met a giant, went to a giant's house, climbed a beanstalk and everything. Oh, by the way, there's giants in this story. Uh, we didn't preface it. Well, he was hiring, so... Right. You know, I have a pension. <laughs> We're all inclusive. Yeah. The next morning, the giant had to go out to pasture his goats. But before leaving, he gave the prince his instruction for the day's work. The prince was to clean out the stable. But after that, he'd be done for the day. And the giant said, You have come to a kind master, and that you shall find. However, that one task must be completed well, and the prince was forbidden from exploring the rest of the house itself. He was to keep to his new bedroom when he was inside, and in the balance of breaking that rule, his life was threatened. Mm. Threatened. Forfeit. The prince agreed, thinking aloud, that one task alone did make this giant an easy master. He wandered about his bedroom, humming and singing, and no rush to the stables since he had the entire day to complete the single task. <laughs> what was his, his task? Cleaning the stables. Oh, Are they giant horses? Because that'd be pretty hard if it's a giant stable with giant horses and giant poops. I don't even know if the giants were literal in the sense that they were actual, like, giant, like, bigger than men. It was very unclear. Because it didn't, like, differentiate that the house was extra big or anything. 
So I wasn't really imagining like Jack and the Beanstalk because so the story you, then, wasn't written then, that then way. Then why was it called? Why are they called giants? It's a race, I guess. Okay, I buy it. It's like Loki's a frost giant, but he's not very big, and also he's not blue. <laughs> but he is frosty. <laughs> Only his tips. It was a terrible example reading a Norse slash Norwegian tale. <laughs> Because I only use the MCU and not actual Loki rules. <laughs> he must have gotten bored soon enough, though, because he decided pretty quickly that it would be a great source of amusement to steal a glimpse into all the other rooms in the house, precisely because he wasn't supposed to. He naturally concluded that the giant must have something to hide. So, better to reveal that post-haste. He's going to die. So the prince went into the first room. I should mention that none of the forbidden rooms were locked. Or either he went underneath the door because they're giants. Yeah. But I don't think they were literal giants. Just well, wasn't written they are in, in, in Cletus' version. Okay. Yeah. Cletus' version. Cletus' <laughs> 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 version. <laughs> what a Freudian slip that was. <laughs> But yes, the prince finds a single cauldron hanging from the walls. Its contents appear to be boiling, but there was no fire underneath it or in the room at all. Mm. So we already got some magic shenanigans. See, all still proven they're giants. Giants and magic. They yep. go hand in hand. Yep. Fee, fi, fo, fum. I got a magic bum. The prince was curious as to what exactly was boiling, so to figure that out, he logically stuck a lock of his hair in. Yep. Stuck a lock of his hair in what? The boiling cauldron. I guess that works. That's how you investigate. Right. It makes sense. The hair turned into copper, and the prince declared this a nice kind of soup indeed. He also concluded that it shouldn't be eaten as it would gild the diner's throat. It's pretty logical so A wise so assumption. Far. A yeah. wise assumption. The next chamber had the same kind of cauldron set up. The prince dipped a lock of his hair in again, and this time his hair emerged silvered over. Oh, I knew it. Mm. I knew it. He knew his father's palace did not have such a costly soup as this, but there was no telling how it actually tasted. Also, probably <laughs> yes. not a soup. Right. <laughs> I lo- yeah, I love how that's the it's I mean, it's a weird soup, but it's soup, all right. <laughs> it's in a cauldron. What else would you call it? <laughs> a science experiment? <laughs> <laughs> Third time's the charm, right? Gold. New room. New cauldron. Plastic. Boiling and bubbling. No flames underneath. And yeah, Cletus got it. But we have to go through it. So, the prince who I hope isn't just murdering his royal hairdo at this point, but evidence suggests he very much has done that, put yet another lock of hair into the new cauldron. And yeah, it's it's gold. It's shiny. (laughs) Shiny aluminium. Shiny and bright. The prince spoke aloud to himself. Some talk about going from bad to worse, but this is better and better. He couldn't wait, at this point, to see what the fourth and final room held in store. All right, boys. Any guesses? Souls. 
No. Very ginger guest from the only not ginger in the room. <laughs> Probably another cauldron with some more fantastical soup. But let's like be specific. What what do you think? Alchemy book. What do you mean? You said another cauldron, but like, what would it make? I said with more soup. But what would the soup do? It'd be platinum. Fair enough. I was like, I don't even know what goes over gold. I like sat there. I was like, what's, what's bigger than gold? Nothing. Platinum. PlayStation trophies be damned. <laughs> Nothing's better than gold. Or diamond. Oh. Mm. Just change it. Or unobtainium. Mm. <laughs> or adamantium. Mm. Or there's no cauldron. Or. It's just full of sluts. There's no room. <laughs> it's just... He just opens the door, just this black space. He's like, what? Why does it gotta be sluts specifically? It can't just be, like, women and men. Or... Oh, same thing. Nah, it's just sluts. Yeah. Just sluts. Slutting women it up. Can be sluts. <laughs> hey, That's close the door. Or- You're letting the stank out. <laughs> That's an orgy. There's a word for that. What's going on in here? <laughs> Don't mind us, kid. We're just slutting it up. <laughs> Slutting Close the up. door. You're letting the stank out. <laughs> Either get in here or get out of here. No clothes, no participation. Wait, no. I mean, you're wearing clothes, no entry. There you go. <laughs> no clothes, no problem. I wonder what upward growth looks in this career of mine. Do I have to join? Upward growth is, uh, that's at 8 o'clock. You're a little bit early. You haven't been promoted to that yet. <laughs> okay. Well, there is no cauldron, so that's kind of a bummer. But there was a bench. Oh. Did he sit on it? Well, no, because on that bench, a beautiful so-and-so was already sitting. I told you. Sluts. I love a good so-and-so. And the beautiful so-and-so is described as like a king's daughter. So and that is, that is the biggest description we get. Nice. That's all the detail. <laughs> well, what did she look like? You know. Like a like king's, king's daughter. daughter. Which, oh. we're in folklore and fairy tale land, so pretty. She was pretty. So use my imagination and imagine a pretty maiden. Got it. Yeah. I feel like they kind of phoned it in on that one. Yeah. They kind of do that to us a lot, don't they? They do. <laughs> could, could Ella elaborate and be creative no she's busy she doesn't have enough time i read what they give me (laughs) regardless of who she was exactly the prince was sure that he had never laid eyes on her equal just like you know all the other pretty girls i've been feeling fine baby The one time I'm like, okay, they seem done, and I need to talk, and then you keep going, and I was like, I'm gonna give them all the time. Yeah, in the world. He, did, he didn't even keep going. Right, yeah, because, now uh, you're phoning it in. I looked up. I was like, maybe we went too long. <laughs> no. We sang the entire Captain Planet thing song. <laughs> well, I know. I was, I was expecting like looking up and seeing like an annoyed look. Like, ooh. that's when you keep going. Well, yeah, I see. I failed that mission. Courtesy. <laughs> this isn't the place or the time. Or the time. I feel a fool. That's not why she wants us here. 
<laughs> That's not why she's friends with us. Certainly not for courtesy. <laughs> courtesy, kindness, consideration. What modern woman has time for such frivolous things as courtesy from men? <laughs> The maiden was quite startled and asked what in heaven's name brought this stranger here. The prince explained... Them titties, dog. <laughs> Thick thighs. He's not wrong. The prince actually explained that he was the new servant. The girl, in turn, issues an ominous hope that he would find better employment soon. Hmm. <laughs> With these titties... Or G's at eight. The prince shrugged this off, though, unperturbed, as his master seemed quite kind so far. Right. Yeah, he just ex- threatens you with death if you don't do your job. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. pretty nice. Welcome welcome to uh, the corporate world, son. I'm a kind master. <laughs> I'm a kind master, I said. But the prince explained that all he had to do all day was clean the stable, just like one chore. And then he was done until tomorrow. But the maiden was prodding him a bit, asking how exactly he planned to accomplish this task. She explained that if he cleaned a stable in the normal and proper way, every pitchforks full of mess that he removed would be replaced tenfold. Damn. But the maiden knew the secret to beat this quandary. He must turn his pitchfork upside down. And work with the handle so that all the mess would fly out of the stable of its own accord. I think I've heard this story. That sounds familiar. Or either Disney stole something else. Or Jason and Medea and the Golden Fleece. Mm. The prince agreed, but he stuck around most of the day to chat. Things escalate quickly then, as is the fairy tale way. And he and the maiden pretty soon reach the conclusion that they should get married. Oh, snap. It's been about five minutes. Why not? Why not? I trust her. The hours went by in a flash for the prince. But as evening drew near, the maiden warned him that he should finish his work before the giant came home. So off the prince went to the stables. The prince wanted to test the maiden's claim. So first he tried to work the way that he had observed stable boys at the palace clean his father's stables. But so much mess replaced what he tossed out that in just like a few blinks, he no longer had any room to stand. Mm -mm. So with the maiden proven honest and true so far, he followed her advice this time around. And it worked. The stable was so clean, it looked as if he thoroughly scoured it from top to bottom. But it all happened in a jiffy. Jiffy Lube. Sponsor us. That's literally what I was thinking was Jiffy Lube when you said Jiffy. I, to, I was I thinking mom's in. like or Jiffy mom's Pop. Mom's Jiffy. I know it's Jiff, but I was going to make it work with Jiffy. It's actually Giffy. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> with the day's work successfully completed, the prince returned dutifully to his assigned room and hummed and sang once again while pacing to and fro. Finish my work. Can't to and fro. Tell me Finish my work. Going to bed. We should end every work day like that. <laughs> Finish my shit. Go in a bed. <laughs> Who says that I don't? 
You'll know you found the right woman when she has her own song while she's there going. You know. It's the only way. <laughs> Pain in my nest. Now I'm going up. <laughs> after it's not after like a long day. It's after every task. Yes. Right. After mm-hmm. every task, you take a nap. You go to bed. You wake up. Waking it up. Going, going to bed. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> she's lazy. <laughs> I love her though. <laughs> Woman after my own heart. I made some coffee. Go into a bit. Like, she In her sleep. Everything. I had a drink. Go in a bit. <laughs> You're in bed. <laughs> I'll see you in the morning. Go into bed. Go into bed. Go into bed. <laughs> it's just overkill at this point. <laughs> just like our whole tangent. <laughs> Rolls over into a separate bed. <laughs> Go into bed. Go into bed. <laughs> New bed. Well, the giant arrived home with his goats. Presumably, he did not take them inside. He asked the prince if the stables were clean, and the prince assured him that they were. And the giant replied, We shall see about that. Mm, now I'm believing. When the giant observed the prince had told the truth, he returned with an accusation. The prince could never have figured out how to clean the stables on his own. Mm-hmm. He must have been talking to the giant's master maid. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You mean there's bitches in this house? <laughs> an accusation in a backhand. That was that was the boy's response, the prince's. That's what that's what it should have been. If he was smart. <laughs> well, I didn't talk to that beautiful maiden in that room, room number three down the hall to the left, in that unlocked door. You know, the one past the gold, silver, and bronze, bronze, copper, copper, Copper. (laughs) platinum, and plastic cauldrons in those other rooms. How do you know about the? uh, Just a theory. I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I, because all giants are the same. Okay, right. I read a documentary. I read a documentary. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have TVs yet. There's some Netflix level logic right yeah. there. <laughs> net scrolls. <laughs> I, read a, I read a documentary on net scrolls about you know giants and what they keep in their castles. Well, let me preface this. Uh, Cletus was pretty much on the money, but the prince made himself quote look as stupid as an ass unquote in order to save his own mm-hmm. master maid. He repeated. What kind of thing is that, Master? Master Maid, it's three in the afternoon. I don't do that until, oh, Master Maid. <laughs> I mean, I know I sang my song about going to bed. but <laughs> Well, then he says, I would like to see that, and I didn't want to follow up what you said with the end of the quote. <laughs> Dialogue be damned. Them giants like to watch sometimes. <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you waiting for? Whip it out. Well, go ahead. <laughs> and the giant huffed, well, you'll see her quite soon enough. <clears throat> On the second morning, the giant had to take his goats to pasture once more. On his way out the door, he gave the prince a new chore. This time, the young prince was to fetch the giant's horse from the mountainside, and then afterward... Same as before, he could rest. Go fetch my horse from the mountain. Yeah, he's already got a, a handmaiden or whatever the fuck she is. Master maid. Yeah, a master maid. Why does he need whores? He's just being greedy at this point. And why are they on a mountain? Weird. 
I don't know. For you have a kind master, you <laughs> shall find. The giant repeated his words from yesterday. <laughs> Maybe there were baby clam walking up there. <laughs> baby clam walking? Yeah. The f- I don't want to know. I don't want to know. He also repeated his threats, however, warning the prince that any unauthorized exploration would result in the giant wringing his head off. Wow. He's still a good guy. He's still a good guy. He's <laughs> upstanding citizen. Uh-huh. The prince, who had a very bad habit of talking to himself, said aloud, You're indeed kind. But I'll go chat with the pretty lady again, who may soon like better to be mine than yours. Yeah, why not, The maiden asked the prince what he would have to do today, and despite yesterday's near disaster, he was unperturbed yet again. There was nothing too difficult about riding a horse home, and he had encountered plenty of finicky horses in the past. Mm. But of course, the maiden had better advice, warning the prince the task wouldn't be as easy as he anticipated. As soon as he got close, its natural defense mechanism, i.e. fire bursting from its nostrils, would activate. To overcome this, the prince was to fetch the bridle hanging near the door in her very same room and fling the bit straight into the horse's jaw. Fling the bit straight into the horse's <laughs> jaw. <laughs> this would make it nice and tame. The prince committed these instructions to memory, but again spent the rest of the day simply enjoying the maiden's company. The two spoke of how happy they would be to marry each other and how wonderful it would be if they could get safely away from the giant. The prince would have forgotten his literal only task for the day if the maiden didn't remind him that, like, hey, you have a task to complete on threat of death. I will wring your neck until I can't wring it anymore, I said. Ignoring my task, going to bed. (laughs) Talking to this maiden, who I'm not supposed to talk to. But we're going to bed. Or even know about. (laughs) But we're going to bed. (laughs) And she's like, you got shit to do. And he's like, gonna go do my shit before I go to bed. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Which, if you're the giant and you're already skeptical that he's talking to this girl, wouldn't you just be like, I'm gonna go do my giant stuff. Do your chores. And then just like wait in the hallway for him to come out and go into (laughs) (laughs) it. He's he's like, I'm gonna go do my giant stuff. The the kid hears the door slam and like, (laughs) just walking off. <laughs> and then he's just like waiting outside. And then he's the door. just standing there. <laughs> or better yet, waiting in the room with the maiden, just like <laughs> as soon as he opens this door. Ooh. Well, the prince set out just before the evening, and he did find the horse alongside the mountainside before long. Red flames spewed forth from the steed's nostrils <laughs> nostrils, as forewarned. But once the prince seized the opening to throw the bit into the horse's mouth, it stood as Mm. quiet as a young lamb. (laughs) Didn't sound like one. (laughs) Continuity. So the prince returned successfully unburnt and unscathed (laughs) on his lamb horse. The giant returned to find the prince humming and singing as he walked around his bedroom. Finish my shit. <laughs> now I'm going to bed. Change my song up since it's a new day. And this was quickly becoming the prince's nightly routine. 
When the giant asked if the horse had been brought back, the prince said not only did he bring the steed home, but it was an amusing horse to ride. Mm. That's what he said, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Who doesn't love amusing horse to ride? Lamb horse. Lamb horse. (laughs) Sponsor us. (laughs) Bad horse. Now, I feel like I have to make a graphic of a lamb horse. Yes. Established 2023. Well, you do have to uh, do the artwork for this episode. It could be a lamb horse. Yeah. You could turn a lamb into a horse or a horse into a lamb. Or a whore into a lamb. The giant checked the stable for proof of the prince's success, declaring once more that he must certainly have been talking to his master maid as he never could have figured out how to get the horse back on his own. What the I hell? Could... How did you figure out to get that? Oh, ain't no way you could have figured that out. The prince resorted to the age-old tactic of playing dumb. You brought up this master maid yesterday as well, master. Can't I see this thing? And the giant responded ominously. Oh, you will see her quite soon enough. Mm -mm -mm. On the morning of the third day, the giant had to take his goats into the woods. I'm not sure why. To pastor, I guess. To feed the T-Rexes. I gotta teach these lambs about Jesus. Gotta pastor him real good. You do your chores and I'll be back later. He told the prince he was in charge today of going underground and collecting the giant's taxes. After, huh? Yep. Okay. Go down to the mole men. They got my taxes. <laughs> Take my W-2s, too, and my W-4s. It's, uh, it's been a crazy year. I'm a lord. They're the serfs, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Here are my itemized receipts. So I originally thought that too. I was like, so like an accountant? And I'm like thinking about it. I was like, oh, he's collecting taxes like a lord on his Mm. land. And I was like, I was thinking he was filing them with the American IRS. Sponsor us. Which doesn't make any goddamn sense. But here I am. (laughs) That's what the... Mole man down there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm validated because your brain did the same thing mine did. He's going to owe big this year. (laughs) I figured you might go the same way my brain would, or you'd go straight to, fuck this guy, taxation is theft. (laughs) Oh, it's coming. It's coming. The moles are down there, like, starting to revolt. (laughs) The guy goes down there. They got, like, straw giants and nooses, and they're like, down the tyranny! (laughs) We're tired of doing this asshole's taxes. Mole man, let's get back to Bill Landry. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Their equivalent of tea in the bay is just cauldron soup (laughs) down the mountain. (laughs) We're not represented in the giant's house. (laughs) Oh, man. Back to the prince. (laughs) After that, he could rest, as he surely would come to see what an easy master the giant was. The prince thought that the master was assigning him pretty tricky tasks for an easy master. He would get the task completion method straight away from the master maid, though. No assuming he could figure this one out, 
even in the regular methods of completing such work. What was his task? To collect taxes. Oh. Oh, yeah. That whole we went on tangent like a whole we went on. 85 minute tangent. Oh no, we talked about taxes for 20 minutes. What was he doing? You're going to tell us what he's going to do? Why were we talking about that again? Right. Um, but the, the prince couldn't even figure out how to get underground to begin with. So. I don't know how to count, so I'm going to be terrible at this. <laughs> Plus, he didn't know how much in way of taxes he was even supposed to collect. The maiden, of course, did have the answer. She pointed out a rock under the mountain ridge. The prince must take the club there and knock on the rocky wall with it. Then someone would come out, sparkling with fire, and the prince was to share the nature of his errand. When the stranger asks how much the prince wants to have for the taxes, he's to reply, as much as I can carry. The prince spent the rest of his easy daylight hours with the mastermaid until, of course, she reminded him he really better finish that single errand before the giant got home. So off he went, and he did follow her instructions properly from the outset. So after knocking on the rocky wall with the club, a person emerged so full of sparks and fire that they flew out of his eyes and nose. Oh. Sounds painful to me. <laughs> like, at first, I was like, he sparkles with fire. And I'm like, that's like a badass new princess thing to, like, really want to sparkle like that. And then I was like, it came out of his eyes and his nose. And I was like, oh, I don't want it at all. I don't want to sparkle like that. Hey, boy, I'm here sparkling. Here, you got some chores or something to do? <laughs> ah. Ooh, this fire hurts. Oh, ow. Anyway. Sorry, allergies. What are these chores? <laughs> Uh, sparkle, 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 sparkle. <laughs> you know that Georgia pollen. <laughs> <laughs> My nostrils are up here in the mountains. I tell you, just a blaze. <laughs> well, the two had their little exchange. I came for taxes. How much? Just what I can carry. My nose is on fire. Yada yada yada. <laughs> Good call, because a horse load would have crushed you, and also you can come inside. I came for taxes. That's a weird thing to get off to. <laughs> you know, normal conversations. Normal conversation. We all have our kings. I'm not judging. <laughs> normal conversation. <laughs> and then the prince followed this stranger inside the mountain to find an astonishing supply of gold and silver. So the prince took all that he could carry and returned to the giant's home. The master of the house returned, and the prince stopped humming and singing long enough to let him know that a bag full of collected taxes was set aside on a bench in the prince's assigned bedroom. Mm. In fact, the bag was so full to bursting that gold and silver fell out when the giant undid the string. Well, the giant threatened to wring the prince's neck, because he must have been speaking to the mastermaid. Mm-hmm. The prince pretended to be shocked and curious that the giant would bring up this mystery mastermaid yet again. He expressed a wish that he could see the thing for himself, though. The giant promised the prince would see her tomorrow. So, no, no, I mean, tomorrow. Enough. Hey, uh... Was there any point to telling us about the the cauldrons with the golden soups and stuff? No. Okay. I was just wondering. But it was two pages of the book I got this <laughs> from, so we covered it quickly. <laughs> I was nice. just wondering. I was like, okay, these might come back later. They're completely irrelevant. All right. 
There's just really. evidence that he has things in his <laughs> rooms. <laughs> These rooms contain things. The prince pretended the giant was mocking him, though. Ooh. Ooh, ah, you said more, birds. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a giant. I'm going to go feed my goats to T-Rexes, too. foam. I meant that, like... <laughs> So poorly. So I meant that like he he thought, oh, the master maid mustn't be real, so the giant's mocking me. He's just teasing me. That's what I'm playing this off as. Ha ha ha. But then I wrote it in a way that made you do that, so I fucked up. (laughs) But the giant was true to his word. He led the prince into the fourth room the next day and announced that the maiden shall have to kill him and then boil him in the great big cauldron. Which apparently is now in that room, I guess. That didn't have a culture before. I don't know. It's not well explained. Nice. She was to wake the master when the soup was ready. Meanwhile, the giant began to snore so loud that it was like thunder. Gonna start snoring, going to bed. Come here, goat. <laughs> what the fuck are you even dreaming about? Just the same shit you do during the day. He's dreaming about being a pastor of goats. It takes really me good. all day to Going feed to my bed. goats, and then I come home and dream about feeding my goats. <laughs> my life is fulfilled. <laughs> I've offended the one person who does this, and there's really, really happy with their life, and I'm sorry. <laughs> feed my goats all day and I do love it. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I love goats. So you're just happy feeding goats? Oh, totes my goats. Well, the master maid took this opportunity to whip out a knife. She cut the prince's little finger. I hate it. I try to, like, Uh, speed through so it won't happen, (laughs) mm -mm. as if it makes any difference. Mm -mm. It doesn't. (laughs) Allowing three drops of blood to (laughs) fall upon a wooden stool. She loaded up the cauldron with garbage instead of, like, the lover boy type of ingredient. So all men are trash is what she thinks. That's what I just got. That's the opposite. She put in garbage that wasn't the boy. Don't try to save yourself now. Yeah, (laughs) but it was supposed to... Represent the boy. Right. Therefore, all men are trash. Man hater. You said it, not me. Tossing in old rags, shoe soles, and general rubbish. Genital rubbish? See? Why is he tossing in genital rubbish? That's horrible. Ew. That's horrible. Terrible. Terrible. I'm so mad because the first place my brain went was like, oh, genital rubbish would smell so (laughs) (laughs) fast. I'm like really upset. Like I want to light a candle. Then the maiden filled a chest with gold dust, a lump of salt, and a water flask. She filled her chest with gold dust. She also gathered a golden apple and two gold chickens. Look at all them chickens. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wrestling reference that I'm I'm doing right now. Because gold dust. Gold dust, the wrestler. Yeah. He would always be like. He was very flamboyant. And floated into the ring. Yes. I feel he painted like himself gold, too. 
It's just a really bad stripper name. Like you announce it. If you saw him, and you like, would think you he, would was think really he was a really bad, bad stripper. stripper. <laughs> yeah. All preparations complete. The two lovers sped off into the sunset, and more importantly, away from the giant. Good. They ran until they reached the sea, and then they sailed. This is a direct quote. But where they got the ship from, I have never been able to learn. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> this is how phoned in some of these like <laughs> things become. Back at the giant's home, he stretched on the bench that he had been napping on and called out, asking if the soup would soon boil. Luckily... Which one? The copper, the silver, or the gold? The one with the garbage in it. Oh, okay. The great cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my... Aaron boy soup, you know, my servant page man soup. Why isn't no one answering me? Well, luckily... They must be going to bed. (laughs) Well, luckily, the first drop of blood on the stool answered him. It is just beginning. (laughs) The bloodening is beginning. (laughs) The bloodening. (laughs) It is just beginning. I've got time. <laughs> well, that sounds wholesome. <laughs> so the giant went back to sleep Ooh. and for a while. Oh. A while. A while. A while. He began to stir and called out, this perhaps a bit more groggily this time, asking if the food was ready. He was half asleep, so he still didn't check on the cauldron himself. Mm. The second drop of blood answered... Half done. Magic blood. The prince had magic blood. Okay. Many more hours later, the giant stirred and stretched and called out, Isn't it ready yet? (laughs) Isn't it ready yet? I don't know why I stretch like that. (laughs) It's a manly stretch. (laughs) Fee-fi-fo-fum, I stretch like a manly bum. I'm legitimately, is that how you stretch in the morning? (laughs) No. Everybody it's makes high-pitched noises when they stretch. I never go... Try to, make, try, try to make a deep guttural sound while you're stretching. I just don't do make it. sounds like that. Then you I don't, don't stretch very well. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Ready to do some manly man stuff now. <laughs> because we're men. We're, we're men, men and tight. Rob from the rich to give to the poor. That's right! <laughs> I don't know the song. I don't There's some that. other lines and then it goes... And we may look like sissies, but some, some, put up your guns and fight! Because <laughs> we're men. men. Manly so, men. Men and tights. So many words missing there. Because <laughs> we're men. We're men and some, some. And we're men. Like entire, entire fucking <laughs> stanzas. stanzas. <laughs> entire stanzas of the song just... Gone. And then there's iron underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Audience is just very confused. Like, what? My Why'd name used even... to be Shithouse. You're not even going in, in order. <laughs> Pokemon. That's not even the same. <laughs> you almost made me spit out my meat. <laughs> What's that, Pokemon? It's Squirtlehood. Because <laughs> we're mad. We're mad at times. Pika, Pika. <laughs> Random. Something about Captain Planet. That's right. We're really good at staying Elephant on brand. <laughs> <I know>. Something. 
I know it's very clear to everyone that we were grew up in the eighties and early nineties, eighties <laughs> and nineties. I grew up all across space and time. Time is a construct. That's right. It's only used to make our lives seem more meaningless and fleeting. Than they already are. But it does have its own dimension, so that's neat. Good for it. Oh, man. Many more hours later, the giant stirred and stretched and called out, Isn't it ready yet? The third drop of blood answered. <laughs> yep. So the giant sat up fully. Files done. <laughs> Rubbing the sleep from his eyes. Male motherfucker. (laughs) The room appeared empty, which was a little confusing. So the giant called for the master maid. Mm. Master maid. No answer, of course. Master maid. Let me clear my voice. Master maid. You should stretch first. I should have stretched first. (laughs) The giant figured the maiden had just stepped out for For a moment. smoke. Though I assumed that she was under house arrest or some shit, so the fact that he wasn't concerned about that is kind of weird. How is she free? He grabbed a spoon and walked over to the cauldron for a taste test. Mm -hmm. But he found a bunch of old laundry and garbage boiled up together. This shit tastes like shit. (laughs) And at first he was like, that's a weird kind of porridge. But then he kind of figured out what he was looking at. So the whole truth dawned on him. This boy must have melted, leaving behind only his clothes and trash for some reason. Or he had been tricked and they escaped and he was seeing red. He was like, (laughs) you know, how men sound when they're angry. (laughs) I just ate trash. Well, the giant took off after the lovers so fast that the wind whistled behind him. He reached the sea in no time, but there weren't any like spare giant friendly ships around, I guess. Mm. So he could not cross. Plan B was calling for his river sucker. Mm. Yep. I need me one of them. Okay. All right. Now I get to keep saying that word a bunch, and that's not terrible at all. Next girlfriend I'll have, I'm going to be like, you're my little river sucker. Ew. Ew. (laughs) Oh, I hate it. You know Cletus loves you. You're my little river sucker. Who's my little river sucker? I literally, I'm so tired. I just couldn't make up another way to say it, so I had to stick to what the story had. That's hilarious. (laughs) Men, Jewel, go fetch me my river sucker. <laughs> I'm feeling kind of. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Oops. So, the river sucker arrived. Oops. Clock, 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 over clock, my clock. And drank one, two, three droughts, causing the seed levels to fall so low that the giant spotted the maiden and prince's ship far out at sea. So the guy, the guy drinks salt water. I guess. Mm. He's a river sucker that drank the ocean. This is the sea. Which is the ocean. I don't know what the difference is. I'm not a geographer no more. 
geographer. I'm not a doctor. Optometrist. I don't know. I'm not a river sucker. (laughs) (laughs) The maiden told the prince to quick throw out the lump of salt behind them. Once he did, a great high mountain grew up from the sea and lump of salt, stretching across the sea to block the giant and his river sucker. Look, 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 look. The river sucker couldn't drink up any more water. The giant said confidently, well, well, I will soon find a cure for that. The giant called his hill borer to come and bore through the mountain. What does he have, like, something for everything? Like, he's got, <laughs> it's like, like Batman. Just it's do like it the yourself. Ninth, it's like the Adam West Batman. <laughs> just do it yourself. Like, oh, I've got to get my ship. Let me call my ship seeker. <laughs> now let me get my ship rower. And now we've gotten to land. Let me get my land walker. I'm like, come on. <laughs> lazy at a certain point. I hate this word too. Just as the hill borer made a hole and the river sucker began to drink again. Oh my word. Terrible. The maiden wasted no time telling the prince to throw one or two drops out of the flask. The second he did so, the sea instantly filled up again. Before the river sucker could catch back up in draining the water, the escapees reached the distant shore and were safe. The two lovebirds were, of course, excited to get back to the prince's palace, a.k.a. his daddy's place, but the prince thought it unbecoming for her to arrive on foot. I mean, you're good and all, but you could learn a thing or two from that river sucker back there. <laughs> the prince proposed that he go ahead and retrieve a carriage and his father's horses so that his bride might arrive in proper style. The maiden was fine walking, though, and further pleaded with the prince not to go without her. She said if he got all the way to the palace that he would surely forget her. She had already foreseen it. The prince thought that these fears were foolish. How could he forget someone that he loved so much and after suffering so much evil together? But the sentences were written weird and I got tripped up a little bit. Hold on. Words are hard. The two argued back and forth for a bit. But the prince was so determined that the maiden gave in and agreed to wait by the seashore. Dude couldn't even remember to do chores. Right. Yeah, it bodes well, right? However, the maiden had instructions for him to follow so that what she foresaw did not pass. He must not dilly-dally, essentially. People would come to surround and greet him, but he must make a beeline for the stables and pretend that he didn't see anyone. He must not taste anything, no food, no drink, and he would cause great misery to both of them if he wasn't able to fulfill this. Mm. So, a man has been left with very specific instructions from a magical female in a folktale. This is going to go super well. What can go wrong? So the prince arrives home to the king's palace to find a wedding in queue. One of his brothers was getting married, like, right now. The bride and her family had already arrived, so all of his family and his new in-laws swarmed the young prince immediately. 
Swarm, swarm, swarm. <laughs> kind of where my mind went, yes. <laughs> You're under arrest. On your knees. Swarm. They had a million questions, and they entreated the prince to join his family inside. But the prince behaved as if he didn't see anyone and went straight to the stable. Oh, look at him. So far, so good. <laughs> what a fucking simp. He immediately began to harness his horses. The relatives, or his soon-to-be relatives in the in-law's case, gave up trying to drag the prince inside, but instead brought food and drink out to him. It was the best of every dish and cut that they had prepared for the wedding feast. Still, the prince refused them and all that they offered. He continued to work on setting the horses to the carriage. The bride's sister rolled an apple across the yard to him then, pointing out that he may as well take just one refreshing bite, Mm. as thirsty and hungry as he must be after his long journey. So the prince picked up the apple and took a bite. The second the bite of apple hit his tongue, the prince forgot the beautiful maiden and his mission to fetch her. The prince looked about, marveling at his current chores, and wondering at his sanity and why on earth he thought he would need the carriage ready. The prince then went inside the palace, and all agreed he should marry the bride's sister, the very same woman who had rolled the apple to him. Mm -mm. Back at the seashore, a certain gorgeous maiden still sat waiting. Angrily. Probably. Tapping her fingers. But her prince never returned. Eventually, she just wanders off. Only a short distance away lay a little hut, alone in a small wooded area, a bit a ways but not too far from the king's palace. The maiden invited herself in and asked if she could stay there a while. So, RPG rules. A while. Is no one using this bed? There's a sleep option. I always sleep here. (laughs) Mine now. But the hut belonged to an old crone slash ill-tempered and malicious troll. Nice. Yeah. And she wasn't really down with the stranger, just invading her, like, one-room hut. (laughs) I wouldn't be down with the stranger invading my home. Right. Yeah. Home is what you make. I love how we just had to make this old crone a wicked monster to justify whatever happens next to her. (laughs) She's just mad. (laughs) Someone ran into her house. There is someone trespassing and demanding hospitality from a stranger. Right. But the crone is in the wrong. So she's ugly inside and out. I, I picture like the Elder Scrolls hag maidens. <laughs> <laughs> or hag ravens, hag, hag, whatever they are. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Hag sluts. Yeah. Yeah. Slutty hags. <laughs> well, the maiden pleaded her case for a bit. And the old crone eventually came around and told her that she could stay. Please let me stay. Wheel, 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 please. But the hut was very dirty, dingy, and generally pigsty. The maiden offered to clean it up so that, you know, it would look like normal and clean as a home. You know, so that I could actually stay here. (laughs) Gross. Thank you so much for your hospitality, but also your home is disgusting. <laughs> Can I fix it? Right. Sound like something Jocelyn from Bob's Burgers would say. <laughs> Ew, I hate it. 
Unless you guys like it, then I think it's cool. <laughs> but yeah, the maiden kind of wanted a place that like sanitary people might live in and or like visit. But the old crone was not about that. Mm-mm. In fact, it kind of pissed her off. The maiden was doing as she pleased, though, removing her chest of gold and flinging a handful of soul, soul, a hand, <laughs> ginger Freudian slip, <laughs> a handful or so into the fire of that like gold dust. Well, the gold dust started to boil up in the fire, and gold poured out and into the hut to fill it up. Mm. So My hut- feet. My feet! (laughs) Surprisingly, not what happens. (laughs) So, no damage done to either of the people standing inside. But the hut was gilded up inside and out. So, now the whole hut's golden. But the people were fine. (laughs) Now I look like my Irish sister. I just picked... My feet! Hopping up onto the bed. <laughs> I want him to be big, not gold. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck pops his head in. It's just the new Dothraki thing. Gold floods out. We tried the crown thing, but this looks theatrical. It's pretty entertaining. <laughs> when the gold began bubbling, the old crone booked it. This shit was crazy and kind of scary. Um, wait, booked it like like booked it out, ran, yeah. Okay. No, like like reserved it for a vacation. <laughs> a gold house, hell yeah! <laughs> Sign me up. I on can't the believe beach. <laughs> this is still available on Airbnb this time of year. <laughs> In this economy, <laughs> yes. Um, but like while she was booking it, <laughs> the old crone forgot to duck out of her own entryway. So like she split open her head on the door frame. <laughs> Slippery gold. That slippery gold. That's not funny. That's so sad. So she she must have been wearing socks. Oh my gosh! Something. She's dead now. Wow. (laughs) Happens to the best of us. R.I.P. Old crone gone too soon. And like the pretty lady just doesn't respond to that at all. She just like kicks the bottom half of her body. (laughs) Out of the door and then closes the door. Also, I love, I just love the bougie aspect of like, I just want to tidy up for you. Like Snow White, I'll I'll keep your house clean. Like, I'm just going to tidy up for you. And she's like, by turning the whole place, gold! I got to get out of here. Did she mean to do that? This is fucking crazy. Why's my house gold? I got to get out of here. Ma'am? But remember, she's malicious and evil because she didn't want a stranger just walking into her house. And she's old. All old people are are mean. We're just going to sweep you out into the yard now, okay? Speaking of, I've started looking up how to befriend crows. I thought you were going to say old people. No, the (laughs) main... No, no, Walk I, up to them and say hello. They love hard candy. No, I, I, they can't eat it, but they love it. Is that molasses? <laughs> I haven't had a molasses since my friend made julep. In the... <laughs> Please share your molasses with me, young man. He's so kind. You got any bazooka bubble gum? 
Do you have any taffy? <laughs> I ain't, I ain't supposed to eat it because of my dentures, but my my it, it don't matter. I could live vicariously by watching you eat it. I can't chew it, but I sure can suck on it for a while. They used to call me Revel Sucker. <laughs> we had a time back then. We had a time. I ain't, I ain't even gotten to what might be your favorite part. <laughs> okay. Spoiler, it's not going to go where you think it's going. We'll make it there. Yeah, we'll make it, yeah. The next day, the sheriff wandered by. The golden hut distracted him, understandably, so he went inside to investigate. Does nobody knock anymore? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that golden hut being there. Better just There's, walk in. Look at that dead bitch. What's she doing? <laughs> well, Why is she just sleeping outside? Let's see what's going on in here. He he was even more astonished when he came inside, came inside because what? he because he found <laughs> a beautiful crumb. maiden sitting there. <laughs> it was love at first. Oh sight. man, I shouldn't have hit that old crone. <laughs> Talking about a waste. Stop it. <laughs> it was love at first sight. Give me twenty minutes. <laughs> the sheriff begged her prettily and kindly to marry him. So, like, there's zero acknowledgement of the dead body. I don't really want to know what the pretty lady did with it. Like, I'm kind of scared of her at this point. Like, I just imagine her, like, plotting this whole thing and then just very coldly standing with her back to the door as the crone (laughs) smashes into it and dies. She doesn't even turn around. She's like, oh, what a shame. Hmm. Anyway. The maiden asked if the sheriff was loaded or not. And he admitted. I haven't started drinking yet. It's only... (laughs) Oh, 9.30. I'm 30 minutes late. <laughs> in the morning? Yes, in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Viking, not Irish. <laughs> he admitted that he had a fair bit of cash at his disposal. Too bad, a cab, motherfucker. Get out. <laughs> he rushed home temporarily to fetch his money as proof. When he returned in the evening, the sheriff brought two bushels of hard cash with him. Since he was clearly well off, the maiden agreed to marry him. You ain't getting these goods without no cheddar. So did the giant just give up his pursuit, or did he forget about her because she is some kind of siren? Well, there was a whole scene the way, and the river sucker didn't work in time, so I even pursued them a little later. I don't know. Okay. That's fair. The maiden jumped up suddenly, remembering that she had to see to the fire. But the sheriff held up a hand to stop her. He should be the one to take care of the fire for her. Right. In one bound, he was at the chimney. The maiden told the sheriff to let her know when he had a hold of the shovel. Once he grabbed it, she said, Then you may hold the shovel and the shovel you and pour red hot coals over you till day dawns. So she made him kill himself by pouring red hot coals over himself? Close, but not quite. Because of this, like, curse chant, you know, this cute, charming little thing the pretty lady did, the sheriff had to stand there by the fireplace the entire night Mm. while continuously pouring red-hot coals all over himself. Fun. No matter how much he begged, no matter how many tears poured down his face from the sheer unceasing pain, don't you dare make that sound. There's so much pain, though, The torture continued, relatable, and the red coals stayed, well, red hot. 
When the day broke, the sheriff was able to throw down the accursed shovel, and he ran the second he was free to do so. I've got boils and blisters on me fingers. <laughs> Why is he cockney? <laughs> He's Viking cockney. <laughs> this is Norwegian. <laughs> oh, hinga dinga dergen. Blisters. No, that's not right. <laughs> hinga dinga dergen. Blisters on the dickers. <laughs> Blisters on me dingers? I was like, I is that your balls? I, 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 don't I, I, I don't know. I was just saying something that it's sounded... No, it's Norwegian for fingers. Yeah. I took a Duolingo I'm, on I'm pretty sure it's Norwegian for balls. <laughs> <laughs> I got blue dingers. <laughs> I got bedarkens. <laughs> what? Bedarkens? It's blue balls. <laughs> Loosely translate. Cheryl's really pretty. You don't get it. <laughs> but forgettable. That's, so, uh, that's it. That's all the <laughs> material I had planned for that joke. <laughs> the sheriff ran the second that he was free to do so. People stared in wonder as he passed, Damn. flying down the road like a crazy person. Y'all see him? He looked as terrible as if he'd been flayed alive and his skin tanned. Shit. But he was so ashamed that he couldn't admit the truth of his cruel fate to anyone. Damn, he got fucked up. Oh, I just laid out on the beach all night, got sunburned. You know, just moonburned. It's really convenient for the definitely not a witch. (laughs) (laughs) The next day, an attorney rode by the maiden's new gilded dwelling. He was lured in by the same curiosity as the sheriff but he fell even more in love with the beautiful lady than his predecessor. Better just open this door and walk right in. The attorney immediately began <laughs> wooing the maiden for Woo. her hand in marriage. Woo. Rick Flair. Flair. <laughs> Chopping her across the chest. Woo. <laughs> Strutting. Woo. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And Woo. I'm the man. Puts you on the figure four leg lock. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> When pressed for his financial means, he left and returned with the hard evidence of four bushels worth of cold, hard cash. And that ain't the only thing that was hard. Because I'm a jet plane flying, limousine riding, wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, (laughs) son of a gun. Woo! (laughs) Good to see Ric Flair showing up in folklore. Like right after Gold Dust. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Good for them. It's really... Making names for themselves. Well... He it. had that good, good money, so the maiden agreed to marry him. Of course. She did the same thing to the the, the pol- policeman, too, though. Mm-hmm. So. Can't trust her. It's weird that these things seem to keep happening and repeating. Yeah. I'm starting to think she never even liked the prince. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. He would have got... Well, as soon as the attorney sat down to make all the proper nuptial arrangements, the maiden suddenly declared that she had almost forgotten to lock the porch. And as it was night... That was quite pressing. This one-room hut had a porch. Mm-hmm. Okay. She made some uh, expansions to it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gentlemanly as he was, the attorney hopped up and declared that he would do it for her. The maiden asked him to let her know when he had the door latch in hand. He did so, and she said, Then you may hold the door and the door you, and may you go between wall and wall till day breaks. You bitch. (laughs) At this juncture, the tale compares this poor man's plight to a dance. 
a terrible waltz, if you will. But also, it was explained in a way that was very confusing. So I'm going to simply quote it, and then we can all try together to make heads or tails of what it means. Sometimes, he was in front of the door, and sometimes, the door was in front of him, and it went from one side of the porch to the other, till the attorney was well-nigh beaten to death. He would open the door, step forward, the door would hit him. He would turn around, the door would hit him again. He would go back through, the door would hit him. I get like I, his hands stuck on the door latch. Oh well, then he's like in between the door, so like he's standing here, holding it, and he has to step in front of it, and the door slams, and then he has to step on this side. The door opens. And he okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. I was just sitting here. I was like, I'm so burnt out. My brain, you got it. You got to spell it out much more clear for me. Imagine <laughs> and how then he felt. The book said, "No, fuck you. I'm old." <laughs> book's just like this is what happened you'll figure it out you don't even know how old this story is you dumb bitch <laughs> Some, sometimes the door was in front of him sometimes it was behind him I, you get it no I, I don't can you please describe no we're, we're one of them phasing through a wall a door's dead a door's dead magic I know he's in pain I just don't know why <laughs> how is he in pain he just is well, Emotional pain? <laughs> the attorney began to curse the maiden, both in nature of insult and threats, and I think in probably literal swear words and name-calling. But soon enough, he began to beg, and then also to pray. But the door didn't give a rat's ass about any of it, so the torture continued until daybreak. Just walloping this man. The door magic released its hold, and the attorney ran, so afraid of the house that he couldn't even pursue its owner for damages, <laughs> and certainly would not continue pursuing her for marriage. Everyone he passed stared wide-eyed and concerned at the madman, who looked so bad he may well have had a herd of rams buffing at him all night long. Damn, he looks almost as bad as that other guy. He could have. The giant had goats. Yeah. Hmm. The story doesn't love anything so much as repetition. Mm -hmm. So on the third day, the bailiff passed by the golden hut. Another police. Yep. He found the desire to see who lived in such a shiny abode. I better just walk in this bitch. And by found, I meant he felt. Mm. Moving on. And the second he laid eyes on the maiden, he began to woo her before even <laughs> greeting her, smitten as he was. Rick Woo! came back. It's like mist of trespassing, opening the door. It's like halfway open. You glimpse her and you're like, marry me! <laughs> marry me, girl. Whoa. By the way, I'm the bailiff, which is your name. <laughs> well, the maiden said if the bailiff was wealthy, she would have him. So off he ran home to return with at least six bushels worth of so money. So she's just stealing their money, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although I don't know why she needs it if she's magical. Like just she literally has a house gilded in gold. And gold just <laughs> doing Inside magic. and out. That's just weird. She also has a dead body she could sell to someone, I'm sure. Wow. <laughs> sell some organs. Or make a gold statue out of it. Yeah, some. Yeah. She probably ate it. Well, so Sustenance. he has a lot of money. That settles that. 
the bailiff went to sit with the maiden at her bench. But don't you know that she suddenly remembered that she needed to bring the calf back in? Mm-mm. So she has to go outside to the buyer. All right, well, I'll wait here till you get back, young lady. Bar, bar. <laughs> the bailiff generously offered to take care of this chore in her stud. Mm-mm. She no longer had to worry about menial labor. She about to marry a bailiff who has a lot of money for some reason. And though he was, quote, big and fat, unquote, mm. he had the energy of a boy and made his way outside quite quickly. Tra-la-la-la-la. The maiden asked the bailiff to shout back to her when he had a hold of the calf's tail. Woo! And he did so. She then said, then may you hold the calf's tail, and the calf's tail hold you. God. And may you go round the world together till day dawns. Well, doesn't that sound grand? The bailiff was forced to make a great effort to keep himself alive and well, as the calf dashed over all sorts of land, rough and smooth, hills and dales. But the sadistic little cow baby only sped up when the bailiff cried and screamed for mercy. <laughs> If he's a big guy and it's like a baby calf, couldn't he just like jump on top of it and hold it down somewhere? It was really quick. Kept dragging him around the world. By morning, the bailiff was half dead. He wasn't smart enough to break its legs. (laughs) Right. But the relief he felt as his hand was able to release the calf's tail was so great, he was able to muster the strength to flee. I'll bet very slowly. <laughs> I gotta slowly get, slowly get my ass out of here. Oh. But at least I'm not deformed like those other two guys. Oh. <laughs> I'm just tired of shit. Where the previous two hopeful grooms ran, he walked, but absolutely away from the gilded hut. Fair. And everyone stared at this ragged and exhausted shell of a man. You, uh, gross... The next day, promised a royal wedding. Not at the hut. We're back at the palace. Yay. The prince's eldest brother was supposed to drive to the church with his bride, and the youngest prince himself was to accompany him with the bride's sister. But the second they all sat in the carriage to leave, one of the trace pins broke. I looked up trace pin. And found this. Mm-hmm. In transport, a trace is one of two or th- more straps, ropes, or chains by which a carriage or wagon or the like is drawn by a harness, horse, or other dropped animal. I could have told you that. Yeah. So there's a pin in that thingy. Every pin they tried to replace it with broke as well, mm. no matter what kind of wood they used in making it. Bitch. Enough time passed that they were starting to fret still stuck at the palace and, of course, no closer to the church. The sheriff, who was invited to attend the wedding at court, stepped forward with some advice. Beyond the thicket, in a small wood, there lived a maiden. And the handle of her shovel would surely stand up to the task of serving as a pin. He was sure, from experience, that it wouldn't break. So the royal party sent a messenger off into the thicket to beg for the loan of this mysterious maiden's shovel handle. Mm. 
Who knew about this shovel? The sheriff. The sheriff, the one that had to pour okay. holes all over himself. Yep. They spoke so well and with such good taste, the maiden could not refuse the messenger this favor. So now the party has a trace pin that won't snap in two. Yay, progress! But as the coach finally started to move, the bottom of it fell out and into pieces. They, and by they, I assume we mean the servants and plebs around the royals, tried making a new coach floor as fast as they could. But no matter the materials of the flooring or even the materials of the nails that they were using to construct it, it just kept falling apart. They're going to get that door. Mm -hmm. The attorney, another convenient wedding guest, stepped forward to suggest a messenger be sent into the thicket once more, for the maiden in the gilded hut boasted a porch door sturdy enough to weather anything. And the bailiff chimes in. Since y'all are going back there again, might as well grab the calf. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. My notes would go quicker. (laughs) I'm going to pull that thing. I'm just saying. The polite and well-spoken messenger did their job well, got the loan of one half of the porch door, and it was a great relief to all involved that they could resume their journey. Did ever a happy couple have such a hard time making it to church? Ah, uh, probably. Well, the carriage rolled to a stop almost immediately, as the horses couldn't seem to draw the coach onward. So they just started, like, adding horses on, thinking, okay, maybe the weight's the issue. We'll just get more horses to pull it. They began with six horses, and then they increased the number to eight then 10, and then 12. But no matter how many steeds, and no matter how the coachman whipped them, the coach itself would not move another inch. You could have just asked. You didn't have to whip us. <laughs> the day was getting... Oh, God. My brain took that someplace really dark. We would have moved had you not struck us. Now we're not going anywhere, assholes. Fair. <laughs> the day was getting later and later, and everyone at the palace felt quite distressed. I would have left, personally. <laughs> All right, these people don't have their shit together. I'm gone. <laughs> Stuff keeps breaking. Look, here's my gift. Y'all just... <laughs> Congratulations. I'm out. So, yeah, everyone's pretty upset. It's been hours. Nothing's happening. Like you guys said, most people would just go home. But right. I guess they're royals, so they're <laughs> like... dedicated. They're like, do you think the king will notice if we just leave? <laughs> I feel like he knows me by name. He might... I mean, I'm sure they got good food stuff, right? Yeah, there's a a feast waiting. This time, the bailiff stepped forward with advice. If they could get the maiden in the woods to lend them her calf, he could confidently attest to its ability to pull anything, even something as heavy as a mountain. The coach would be no problem, barely an inconvenience, one might say. So the messenger set to pleading prettily, and the maiden agreed immediately and lent the party her calf. Y'all should see her. She's got some really strong calf muscles. Tell me. The coach, for real this time, moved. The calf pulled them easily over all terrain, though the riding was rough for the passengers. Sometimes they even left the ground. (laughs) By the time they reached the church... The coach was spinning round and round like a wheel, (laughs) and it was actually quite difficult, not to mention dangerous, for them to exit their vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, 
amusement park ride from hell. (laughs) The party finished their business in the church, and now they needed to hurry back to the palace. The coach was still spinning, even quicker if that was possible, and the danger this posed to all parties involved caused a sort of, like, adrenaline blackout. They weren't sure how they returned to the palace in one piece, but they did. Yay. (laughs) The royals took a well-deserved seat inside, and the youngest prince thought it was only appropriate that they invite the maiden to the festivities, as their progress was all thanks to her generosity, times three. The king agreed that this invitation was the proper and just action to take. So he sent five of his best men to that fancy old hut to beg the maiden to join them all for dinner. Mm -hmm. Though the men were courteous, the maiden would not agree this time. No. Because the prince would remember her. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm guessing. Spoilers. Because she would remember him. She told the men if the king was too good to come for her, then she was too good to come him. Mm, Simple as that. She wanted that castle. Well, this worked. The king himself made the quick trip to the hut, and the maiden followed him back without further argument. The king had an inkling that this beautiful woman was more than she appeared, so he seated her at the place of honor beside the youngest bridegroom. After some time had passed, the maiden took out the cock, the hen, and the golden apple, which she still had from the giant's house. Mm. The chickens instantly brawled on the table, fighting each other. (laughs) (laughs) The golden apple. I don't know why they sounded like turkeys. (laughs) Oh, wow. Look how those two fight over the apple. The king's youngest son narrated obvious events aloud. And isn't the son the one that, the youngest one that, one that was supposed to marry her anyway? Yeah, the one that worked for the giant. <laughs> oh, yes, the maiden agreed, just like we both had to fight to escape the giant. Mm. And with that observation, the prince suddenly regained all his lost memories. <laughs> And he was overjoyed to behold the love of his life before him once more. Well, now that he properly recognized her anyway. (laughs) Apparently, his brother's bride's sister, the one that rolled him the apple, Mm -hmm. was a troll witch, which Mm. has only come up right here at the end. So the prince ordered her execution by excessive quartering. Excessive? Because the troll witch was torn to pieces between 24 horses instead of just four. (laughs) So not a single bit of her would be left. (laughs) How did you know? So wait, why was... Are we going to find out why the magic lady was such a bitch, though? No. Because she knew that she had You'll love this. You'll love this. And if other men were trying to come for her, she was going to say no by any means necessary until she found her true love. So then the happy couple were able to keep the already in progress wedding. So that's great, right? Sure. And even though the sheriff, attorney, and bailiff were pretty damn worn out (laughs) for reasons... (laughs) They kept the celebration up, too. (laughs) So she made them party with them as guests. I didn't want to say anything. She really messed up. Like, I bought this gift mainly for the bride, like the original bride. 
and now this, like, we're just supposed to accept this new bride? She was my cousin, and she just got torn to pieces, and... Well, I didn't know she was a troll witch. Now I'm just here at this wedding, and just... Just keep the gift, I guess. I, it's crazy. Who would have guessed? Well, so that's how it ends. <laughs> she makes the people she tortured. Well, <laughs> asked for my hand in marriage, did you? No, no. It's literally like the last line I of the very you. Oh, remember the people she tortured? <laughs> she and made them make stay you party and party. But yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> people back then. Maybe like, so I was starting to think. Because when I go camping, I'm like, somebody needs to tell, a, tell, tell like a story or something around the campfire. But we don't, and it's because I thought nobody could tell a story anymore because the art of storytelling was dying due to media. So we're losing our imaginations. I but you were say due to me, and I was like, but oh, don't be so hard It on turns out storytelling was never really that good because there are <laughs> loopholes and plot holes in every in single one of these stories. I'm just saying, NC Drew has some really good books. I'm just saying. Those were well written. Thanks, Carolyn King. Well, based off of this folktale, do you have any moral lessons or advice for our listeners? Yes. Uh, Don't don't just turn people into – well, she didn't turn people into things. Don't just make people have to do things repetitively until sunrise. Just because you're mad that your man couldn't follow instructions. Also not before entering. Right. That's big. And maybe that's why she did it. It wasn't so much that these guys were suitors and she already had one true love. Maybe it was just that she was annoyed that people were not knocking and they were just entering her house and then being like, wow, you're pretty. Let's get married. And she's like, you know what? I might have. But now you're going to have to chase a cow or slam yourself in the door. or only I'm allowed to do that to the people that's who lived here before. Never mind also, what I did. Also... I learned that it's okay to murder someone by accident and just not tell anybody and hide the body as long as they're old and old and crony. The old lady did it to herself by running as fast as she could and slamming her head. Now she could have stopped her and been like, "Wait, no, you're about to hurt yourself." But but that's not she just chose not to. Yeah, so she didn't really. But yeah, be nicer to people who are potential suitors. Yeah. And just tell them no instead of making them do stuff. Really, you know, just just check yourself before you wreck yourself. And wreck yourself <laughs> after you checked yourself. Are you mad because you didn't think of it? I'm just mad. I'm a come a come a come a chameleon. Come and go, come and go. Nothing would be better than if you could line my dreams. With golden gleams. Well, I don't think there's anything more to say. So, you take that home to your kids and teach them some learning. Fuck and if Disney. you're not down with that, we got two words for you. River, River dragons. dragons. What? River suckers. That's what we should have said. <laughs> you should have said that. River suckers. And mint juleps. All oh, the mint juleps. The mission next week to you and I can.
Dragons drink bourbon and spit facts and truth. Brought to you by us. Tune in next week. Sounds like peeing in the microphone. I know. I, I can hear it in that. That's what in, she's doing. In my headphones. Be, being gentlemen, that's, we've turned our heads. and That's how witches make mead. <laughs> witches do. That's pretty good. I'm pretty happy with it. <laughs> my pee, I mean. It was a strong stream. <laughs> pretty happy with it. It's a man stream. <laughs> I don't have a narrow urethra. <laughs> I don't know how I got here, but I don't know how good. to like get myself out of this weird place. <laughs> if I had a nickel. <sighs> Life. Life. Original music by Maria Vincent and art by Something by LP. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ddb.podcast. You may also email us at dragonsdrinkbourbon at gmail.com. I know your ass wasn't on the counter. No, I've been sitting here the whole time.